0: Welcome to MLB Daily, your one-stop shop for daily baseball content. I am LJ LaFura. Alongside me, I've got Brandon Caraman. and we are a belly-up sports podcast. We are what they aren't. Brandon, how you doing?
1: LJ, doing good. Going to be the last in-person record for um, a, lo- a-, a while. Um, it's
0: going to be a hot minute.
1: It's going to be a hot minute. I'm sure. I mean... By the time that we'll both be home again, the MLB season will be over. Correct. Um So yeah, this is this might be one of the last times if we don't see each other tomorrow or the day after that I see you before the MLB season is over. So, um that is something um but it's it's our power ranking show. Once again, we are on week 17? 17, 17. We're sitting here at my kitchen table with the Yankees Mets game on in the background, and um, we're doing good to answer your question, LJ. I think that you know this is a nice vibe right here. Um, we're
0: here vibing with you because you know you're you're here every day vibing with us every day or most days except for the last like six.
1: Which yeah. Yeah, um, we should
0: probably address that first. Um, if you're listening to this and wondering where we had been for a week, there were technical issues that we've been still we are still actively trying to figure out. Hopefully, yesterday's new method will correct those issues. But all of the content that has been missed over the last week will be made up at some.
1: Well, release. well, what we can? I still have all of the files of the records, so maybe i could transfer them to you or something and we can get that content up we'll just have to say it'll get up it'll It'll get up it will get up um but week 17 power rankings um and i guess if there was an episode that did properly go up that we would want it was last night because we did get through a lot um so all right week 17 power rankings we have Before we get into our usual bottom 10 group, um, LJ has a number 32 and number 31 on his list. Um, Take it away.
0: Brandon, we have the same number 32. It's Mr. Ozuna from the Braves. Um, Yeah, so as of last night's recording, I had not gotten to see any of the footage from the arrest. And then within 10 minutes of leaving the Zoom... It showed up on my TikTok feed. And I got to see the I'm Ozuna from the Braves comment. And it set me off. Even for 130, I was tired. It set me off. It grinded my gears. It cooked my chicken, Brandon.
1: It cooked your chicken.
0: It cooked my chicken. It roasted my Oreo. Um, Look, I am not a fan of anyone who is so pompous as to be, look at me, I'm a celebrity. Like, there's a certain amount of showboating that happens when you're like, oh, I'm Ozuna from the Braves. When you get to that level, it's not like, hi, I'm so-and-so CEO of this company where you're a networking thing and you are – but that's the point. If you're a professional baseball player, if you're worth being known to that person, you'll be known to that person already. Exactly. You don't need to say, I'm Ozuna from the Braves. It's just – attention pandering and so generally i dislike it but then this is a whole other thing when you are using your profession especially when you're in a field and position of influence like he is where he has such an effect profound effect on so many people not just in georgia not just in atlanta but the entire southeast and across the country when you use that to try to get out of your own misdeeds your mm. own wrong actions then that just crosses that crosses a moral line that i just cannot stand
1: well um you put it perfectly um worked out quite nice that it did pop up on your tiktok feed um the phones are always listening to us now um, the phones now yeah the phones now they're taking over um but on 31 yeah lj has a 31 um i have a, if I if have you a listen 31. to yesterday's show you you're 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 just like me at this point and you probably had enough but let we're gonna let lj have his little 30 seconds here
0: we are it is august 22nd andrew vendetta currently has 0.1 war with the new york yankees joey gallo still has 0.1 war this season with the New York Yankees, 0.6 overall over two seasons. And this team would still be better off with Brett Gardner. Thank you.
1: Now, how much war does Joey Gallo have with the Dodgers this season? A half, okay.
0: In like 10 games, right? Well, Josh Hader.
1: So you remember last night when I said, oh, Josh Hader has negative 0.6 war? so he had zero war with the brewers and all negative point six has come with the Padres.
0: <laughs> give him time i'm not ready to quit
1: me either i'm um, just not ready all right on to yeah, oh
0: let's talk about who we are ready to quit on
1: well did we want to talk about that extension oh, um or I should it makes we wait since to wait till wait the okay we'll wait until much later in the episode to mm-hmm. talk about that all right the bottom 10 um i believe our bottom three is the exact same for the third week in a row nationals a's and tigers um let's just start with these three have pretty much separated themselves as the leaders of the pack for what will be the tankathon, I think the pirates are also in there.
0: They're they're trying to get back in there, but they showed enough flashes that they're not right. really in play. These
1: these other three teams. Um,
0: the bottom three is about lack of respectability.
1: But remember, you know, this is actually something that we should be following: is what teams are in the draft lottery. Um, Right? Yep. Which is the bottom eight, right? Correct. Correct. Okay, so... I believe.
0: Don't quote me on that, but that sounds correct.
1: So, I mean, it it only took them like a month to figure out whether they wanted to do 10 or 8 or whatever. It's just a joke anyways. But, um, yeah, at least for these bottom three, they, are, they have proclaimed that they are absolutely not trying. And then our bottom five is actually the exact... Or our bottom... Seven is the exact same, um, just with some teams in a different order. I go Pirates, 27, Reds, 26, Royals, 25, Rockies, 24. LJ is Reds, 27, Pirates, 26, Rockies, 25, and Royals, 24.
0: Um. Yeah, I mean, let's break that down real quick. To at least give them their due. I mean we started yeah. we started this show saying we were gonna talk about every team. Yeah. But some of these teams don't deserve it. Alright, let's move past the A's and the mats. Although the A's again you can't help but at least feel some sort of like you feel value. I, I only get value out of looking at an A's box score when one of these young guys does something. Or one of these guys who just came up does something, and they've had a couple of those performances. Can you
1: week. even get get like? I feel, I feel
0: happy that I'm glad I looked.
1: Okay, now when Sean Sean Murphy in a few years when he's up for um, arbitration and has to actually start making money. Um, what a shame. What's yeah? What's going to be the deal with him? Because he's just going to get chipped off for correct for some more prospects. Um, I just can't even get excited because I know that, that these guys are not going to even be be there. Yeah, anymore. but who
0: cares if they're on Oakland? They're, exci- they're exciting for somebody.
1: Yeah, for, like, yeah, no, you are right. It's I'm just, trying to
0: find the silver lining here, Brandon. Just no, let I it know. happen.
1: It's, Submit it's just, to it. Um, I just, I hate Oakland. I, I hate Oakland. So. I know
0: you hate Oakland and you hate... Um,
1: I I hate Oakland, but I don't even put them last in the power rankings. So yeah,
0: that's how lack of <laughs> how the lack of talent that's on the Nationals right now. There isn't a player impactful player there. And Nelson Cruz is there.
1: Hey, don't be hating on my fantasy catcher, K. Bert Ruiz. Um, dude, I might win the fantasy championship. I don't know if you've been Tigers keeping fine,
0: up. Reds fine, Pirates fine. Then we get into the area where I genuinely feel like at this point in the year, you know, we've talked about it already, but the last 10 spots are pretty much locked up. Like, there's nothing that I think team performance is going to that much skew. So what it comes down to now is me looking at the information I have, and I'm going to say, who do I think wins in a series? And what it got me to was Rockies at 25, Royals at 24, Cubs at 23, Marlins at 22, Angels at 21, and it purely comes down to the amount of genuine talent on these rosters. Angels, too talented in too many places to be on this spot in the spot, The spot we've done that to death. So much talent on this Marlins team that they need to figure out this offense and what it's doing. The Cubs, I feel like, are... The Cubs' strategy is we are going to get every single replacement-level player in the league. Like... We're going to look for that zero war guy and we're going to go out and grab that zero war guy. He's going to There's no one on this team that necessarily will pop off to you That like outside of the guys of course like uh Contreras and uh Happapa. But like the new guys that've been brought in this Nico blood.
1: Horner? No. Okay. 3.6 war this year. He's been good. But you look at the rest of that team, they're no, not good. And, Say, uh,
0: but they're not that bad. either. No, exactly. Like, None of these guys are costly. There's other guys, as I go through this list, that there's players that are costly. The Royals have some really good talent and really good promising players on this team. But then also have some guys that are blatantly so terrible that it's costly.
1: The Royals, though, if you look at um, rookie stats by team, the Royals counting stats from their rookies blows out like every other team in the league hits extra base hits homers um all that stuff they have some you know that's because great...
0: half the team is
1: is a rookie yeah it's but rookie. you know how about ju- i'm not gonna ju- care
0: i'm not saying that's an issue but
1: did you see they called up drew waters um who they traded for of course um who did they who did they give up pick was that's right they i forgot the they about traded that a
0: traditional pick for drew waters um, nice yeah.
1: to see him come up, though, for sure. Um, I but, really think that the Royals got something going here. They've got enough young guys. It's just will they get enough financial support in the future when some of them start to?
0: I am up? once again asking for your financial support. Yeah. Um, Bernie, Bernie, you knew what he was talking about there. This team, this team's gonna need some help. It's gonna need some pitching. Big yeah, time. big time. That's, time that's really where this... I like
1: Brady Singer. He's starting to really. Uh, Turn into what what we expected out of him. He doesn't walk many guys. He strikes out a lot of guys. Um, he's a good pitcher for sure.
0: Need more though. But either way, you walk out of the season knowing you have Nicky Lopez, you have Salvador Perez, as Bobby your, Witt as your like veteran guys oh. that have been been here before, yeah. and then you have hit on I think three players that are going to be quite terrific for you. You know. Bobby Witt, MJ Melendez, who's now really got three positions under his belt that he's playing at least decent.
1: I was big on him. My, yes. I had a lot of MJ Melendez stock right when he got called up. I'd say that my ROI is pretty good on that on, on oh, that so far.
0: Excellent. And then of course we have standing at six foot four, two hundred and thirty pounds. I can't see. I, I can't get it. To, I can't get it to load. Two hundred and forty-five pounds. The left-hander, Vinny Pasquantino, who has really come into his own for the last like three weeks of the season so far, and hasn't shown any signs of slowing down.
1: He's a slugger. Like he, he can. They, they
0: could have easily found something here. The rest of them, who knows so far? But those three, you walk out of this season with them, you're going to feel pretty happy. But
1: yeah, I totally Moving agree. from
0: there, they're still again very costly guys. The Rockies, the most memorable thing that's happened for the Rockies this season was...
1: Chris Bryant getting hurt.
0: I was going to say what happened this weekend, which was it was either Garrett Hampson... or uh, uh, Jose Iglesias, it had to be Garrett Hampson because it didn't look like Jose Iglesias. Brandon, a ball went clean through his glove trying to make a play short this weekend. Did you see it? <laughs>
1: no.
0: Like, no. <laughs> legitimately, <laughs> he goes, makes a great play running into the gap, has his arm extended, gets the ball, the ball goes into his glove, he goes to pull the, make the transfer, and the ball's not there. It went clean through the weapon.
1: Oh my god. That's crazy. That
0: I think is the most memorable part of the season for Colorado for me, and that, that that's. It. Um,
1: me and my friend were watching early in the season. Uh, Rockies game, they're playing the Rangers, and Randall Grichik robbed a homer. I remember that. Um, we were excited to see that watching it, but other than that, um, Chris Bryant getting hurt is pretty memorable. Me finding out on the same flight that Von Miller and Chris Bryant both signed like massive contracts was very interesting as well. I'm still
0: um, still trying to believe that Von Miller deal
1: to the Bills. Yeah, <laughs> um, but yeah, um, that was quite quite the flight to finally get service when you land. And like, what? Chris Bryant signed with the Rockies. I was like, oh, like okay, okay, um, but. Moving on, do you have anything on the, like, Angels, Cubs? I think
0: I've already said my piece with Angels, Cubs, and Marlins.
1: Yeah. Marlins and Angels, they're both super similar teams um, who have pitched actually I, well this year.
0: I would disagree. The Marlins... When you look at
1: runs scored and runs against, they're pretty much the same profile. They can't hit and they pitch well.
0: Yeah, but then you look at the age okay like th- there's a difference between you know you look at the run score runs against and there's re- the age becomes a redeeming factor for miami the age does not become a redeeming factor now, for yeah, Los angels. Right. i know
1: yeah that that is true um and then you have a team like the cubs who is a l- little bit of a better hitting team than like the angels and the marlins but just cannot pitch whatsoever uh so, that's that's the trade-off that you have there. And then um I have the Rangers at 21. Um you know, they're 6 and 4 in their last 10. According to their expected win-loss, they're supposed to be over 500. Um do I think that that they're an over 500 baseball team? No, but I I'm certainly willing to call them like the best of the bottom tier teams. That's for sure. Um, but I did give the Marlins spot 20. Um, maybe cause I love Sandy Alcantara so much, but, um, yeah, on with that.
0: Yeah. Ultimately I ended up, there was really only one change that I can remember in this section. And that was, I switched the Rangers with the Diamondbacks. So the Rangers move up to 19, the Diamondbacks fall to 20. And Ultimately, they didn't do anything necessarily to impress me this week, but the talent alone continues to prove that this is, at at minimum, a competent organization.
1: All right. Um, I'll do 19 through
0: 15.
1: Yep. Diamondbacks at 19, they moved up two spots from last week. Giants at 18, Red Sox at 17, they switched spots um, from my last week's rankings. White Sox stay the same at 16, and I drop the Twins one spot to number
0: 15. Uh, Coming in at 18, after I already talked about those, those next two, the Red Sox sit there at 18, the White Sox at 17, the Orioles come up here at 16, and the Giants sit at 15. The Giants are a very interesting case, and I really want the Orioles to be a top-half team. But at the same time, while I'm not high on the Giants or anything, they continue to perform just well enough to prove, you know, that they keep showing that they have that spark enough. Like, they're able to continue.
1: Uh, I don't know if they're better than the Red Sox, LJ. I think you might be hating on your own team a little too much.
0: This team does very few things well.
1: I I, mean, I, I respect, seriously I think you guys have. Th- them. I think the Red Sox have three solid starters.
0: Yeah,
1: Waka, Pavetta, and Evaldi is solid. And when you're talking about a series, you're you're going up against the Giants, and you're facing Rodon, Webb, and who like Alex Wood, maybe I don't know. The Red Sox got some bats. Like you guys definitely have hitters.
0: Yes, it, it, I think this is again also it's part of the byproduct of the system right? right it's like you know for me if you're able to hang around that five and five mark mm. for an extended period of time it's hard it's hard for me to see you moving yeah, down because they're and just like especially, six and four
1: five and five especially seeing
0: you know i think we can at least say this they might be a little more trustworthy in a series than the red stocks would be because reasonably oh
1: is that oh, judge. That was judge. Yeah, judge just. That was Luke. <laughs> oh baby.
0: Brandon didn't oh, see Scherzer, it. No. But, wow. Um, that was a shot. But where were we? Yeah, the Giants don't play bad games. Like, how? how no, are How many times involved. have you seen them get blown out? Never.
1: Blown. No, they. I want to see how many one-run games they've had this year because I guarantee you it's a lot. The Giants are seventeen and twenty-one in one-run games.
0: Um, Brandon, if so you low. told me the Red Sox did not come within five runs of a team over a week stretch, I would believe you. Like yeah, I mean, that's that's something this team is very careful. Especially capable because of you guys
1: did lose by twenty-three um, at yeah. one point. So, right. like, what <laughs> also didn't the Blue Jays have a game earlier this year where they scored like eighteen or something against you, or was that last season? That was there was last season. yeah, because because there was definitely a Blue Jays.
0: That was the moment where it was like the Blue Jays were starting to have that push back into the playoffs, and the Red Sox were in their oh crap we're in trouble situation in August where they just like forgot how to play baseball.
1: This was pre lineup card meltdown. Yes, this was pre. Well, yes, yes, yes. This is when me and you actually thought that the Blue Jays had a better chance to win the World Series than, than our own teams, like combined. Correct. I, I actually said that on the show. I remember I said, right now, the Blue Jays have a better World Series chance than the Yankees and Red Sox combined. And then, all because of one little lineup card. And
0: then, the Rays single-handedly destroyed their entire franchise.
1: See, the Rays aren't that bad, right? Like, they, they I would much rather see, oh, actually, I don't know if I'd rather see the Rays win than the Blue Jays. I'd rather
0: see the Rays win. It's, that's, that's not hard for me.
1: All right, get, where were Get
0: we? me more World Series baseball at the top, please. There's no better place for it.
1: Um the one thing I guess with my rankings here this AL Central is so close. You look at where I ranked. I had the White Sox at 16, the Twins at 15. Um, and I'm going to get to the Guardians in a little bit, but it's it's quite the race here. Um, Cleveland is starting to pull away, but like a a few days, excuse me, I don't know what that was a few days ago, this was like, I could have seen all three of these teams having a realistic shot of winning. Now I think it's just between Cleveland and Minnesota, but that's not to say that the White Sox are very far behind the Twins as I literally only ranked them one spot behind.
0: No. And... Moving through, I'm just going to give mine real quick. Giants, uh, Blue Jays, Phillies at 13, Rays at 12, Twins at 11. The Twins, you know, I can see this team trending downwards in these rankings over Mm -hmm. the next couple weeks, definitely. But the rest of this group is on very, very solid ground. And I'd say probably eight out of the top ten teams are on very solid ground, where Mm -hmm. this is probably what we're going to get from them. For the rest, rest of the season. Or excuse me, 7 out of the 10 teams. I forgot the Yankees in that group. We, This is what we're going to get from them throughout the rest of the season. And really, you know, we shouldn't be surprised by that. The Blue Jays, once again, are our biggest disparity, I think. 7 spots.
1: Once again, yeah, I got the Blue Jays at 7. You got them at 14.
0: <laughs> Look, and it, again, this is also one of those things where it, it's it's... This is a factor of the climb for me. Because I look at the Blue Jays and their performances have not impressed me as much as the Phillies have, or the Rays have, or the Brewers have. So how can I justify putting them ahead of them when the results that they've put together haven't been as impressive to me? I mean, you know, (laughs) it might sound a little silly that the way the, the Phillies played against... Honestly, no, it doesn't. The way the Phillies played against the Mets losing the series felt more impressive to me for a playoff sc- scenario than the Blue Jays beating the Yankees. Because, and it's more about what those games showed to me, because it felt like, for the most part, with those Yankees games, it was either the re- a game where the Blue Jays would find a way to move past both teams' ineptness Offensively and get a couple runs across when they needed it, or it was a couple hammer meets nail games. And yes, they are a good team, and I still put the Yankees top five. And frankly, I struggled to not, I struggled moving them down this week. I genuinely, spoiler of course, but they're at five, They were at four. I had, a, I had to make a tough choice moving them from four to five it certainly sounded a lot harder for me to do it than it was for you to do it. But with that being said, I still think the results that the Blue Jays put together weren't even impressive, even on the road.
1: Um, I'll get to the Yankees in that series when, I, when, when we get there. But going from 14, Orioles at 14, Brewers at 13, who me and you disagree on by a few spots, Ray's, at 12 um they stay the same from last week and then my biggest drop of the week the Padres move from number 6 to number 11 in my rankings um i think i'm in like i want to say panic mode
0: with the Padres with the
1: Padres and i'm going to give you a few stats why um they're twenty and twenty-seven against teams that are five hundred and better. Okay, so that's certainly not good. Um, look, I understand that they've won two games in a row, but they split a series against the Nationals this weekend. They they lost the first two games of that Nats series at home, before barely winning the last two games, two to one. The offense was terrible for the whole series. They scored. Eight runs across the four games against what is probably the worst pitching staff in the whole league. In the nationals. Before that, you lost two out of three in Miami. Hey, excuse our, our Is that clock. fast? Excuse our clock. It is a little fast. It's about that's three more, that's fast. more what
0: was confusing me not the
1: not the noise. Um be, before you split with the Nationals, you lost two out of three in Miami where your offense in the first two games combined for three runs, including getting shot out in that first game. um, And now you got to face the Guardians, who I'm going to get to in a few minutes, but the Guardians were, I think, my biggest jump in the rankings. I think I moved them up four spots from last week.
0: You're a believer again, finally.
1: So, you know, at this point... I just had to move the the uh, Padres back to eleven.
0: Yeah, this um, that that's very fair. I think that's it's a huge it's a huge dive at this point in the year to me, especially from having them at six. But I can certainly understand and see where you're coming from. For me, I think last week again. Games against the bottom of the barrel show me nothing.
1: Yeah, but still, okay, yeah, it shows you nothing, but still be that incompetent against. Oh, no, I agree. Those it's not a good look. Is a, but, is a bad look for me, especially a team that, in my mind, in at least the way that we've been talking about them lately, has been trending somewhat downwards.
0: Yes, 100%. But,
1: and I figure that now that, is the time to, if, if I'm going to drop them, I might as well drop them now.
0: Understandable. I think for me, you know, if anything, this gives me more cause to panic. Like, overall, these are teams... Now, I've always been very high on the Guardians. Let's, mm-hmm. let's make no, that clear. Yeah, so absolutely. This, this, I, absolutely. I don't think you have... Have you ever ranked the Guardians higher than me? I don't think you have.
1: No, I don't think so. I, I'm i going to control Uh that. Yes, uh, week 8. Week 8. You had
0: them at 16, I had them at 17. So there was like a two-week stretch here, I think, all season where you were higher on the all you have
1: to do those. is look at our week one rankings to see like you, you had them at six after the first week of the season i thought you were insane and i see them, them as
0: very capable of that but with that being said because of the lack of depth in certain areas of that team and all of the teams as far as i'm concerned that i have seven through 11 really more focus let's more focus on 7 through 10 here brewers 10 guardians 9 mariners 8 padres 7 that's based on perform, almost performance alone
2: mm-hmm.
0: i don't necessarily trust them to sh- any of them to show up in any given series but with that being said i think we still have to stem the tide or not stem the tide that's not the word i was looking for give the tie <laughs> very different words very different meanings to the most talented team of the bunch, and that still is the Padres for me. However, last week's performances against Washington create this and turn this into a proving week. I can very much see by the by midtime, midway this week, my mind will probably be made up, and based on current form, most likely you will see the Guardians moving up two spots. The Padres moving down at two to three spots. I could see them falling to 10 next week for me. Based well, on this, it's just a matter of do the Guardians show up and prove that they're the better team?
1: You want to give your 10 through six? I did. Oh, okay. Uh, or,
0: well, the Cardinals are six, but.
1: My yeah. 10 through six, Phillies 10, Guardians 9, Mariners 8, Blue Jays 7 and the Cardinals at six, the Blue Jays, Cardinals, and Mariners all move up a spot, um, in large part, thanks to the Padres. Um, yeah, you know, Toronto, you know, I in this debate between us, comes up every week, it seems, on the power rankings. I'm just higher on Toronto than, than LJ is, and there's no problem with that. Um, Look, for all I know, they're pro- they're probably going to get knocked out in the first round of the playoffs. But or make the playoffs. Or potentially so, not make the playoffs if somehow the Orioles... Um,
0: somehow the Orioles. You can't deny the Orioles have been...
1: No, I know, but they're still... They are, the this, Orioles year's play, the they Orioles are this year's Mariners. The Orioles play
0: better as a team than the Blue Jays do. I think the other team you're sleeping on is the White Sox. Four games in six weeks is nothing.
1: Tony's, I mean... Not if you have Tony still intentionally walking batters on one, two, two out count.
0: What the hell was that again?
1: Again. 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 did that twice
0: this week. With the guy,
1: the only trade deadline acquisition that the White Sox made was Jake Diekman. And it was Jake Diekman on the mound. And you couldn't trust your guy to make a single. He couldn't. You didn't trust him to execute a single pitch. Now, let's set a
0: couple things first. First off, it worked for him again. <laughs> we, we got we to gotta, we gotta make sure that is at least put out there, that at least it worked for him. But two, you're looking at this entirely the wrong way. As a Red Sox fan, as the only person on this podcast that has watched a team that Jake Deepin's been on as a fan, let me tell you this. I don't trust him with the bases loaded. What you're doing is not only do you have him away from getting out of the inning, but there's a very real scenario here where he could have walked him at from one and two.
1: It was second and third, right? It was and second that's, okay. and third,
0: and that's why the base was open. And so he walked him then. But I could have seen a world where at one and two, Jake Diekman ended up walking the guy. And so now all of a sudden you've made that percentage chance even higher by moving on from that guy and giving him a fresh count. An even higher chance to walk the guy with the bases loaded and walk in and the And see,
1: run. old heads who do, do nothing but just support LaRusso are gonna say, oh, well look, it worked out again. No, this is the equivalent of like, if you were playing football and you're the running back and you, you start, let's say you start at the 50 yard line, right? And they handed you the ball, and you ran all the way backwards to the one yard line, and then started running back the other way up the field. Like the fact that it's worked out for him is quite insane. Both times, like that's what you have to imagine. It's literally like you are stacking the deck against yourself, and it's still working out for you. Or yeah, it's.
0: And let's look at the chances here. I mean, this feels it's it's not as bad as we think it is. However, it feels like this man just got struck by lightning, walked away with only a few cut, a few uh, bruises and marks, goes to the hospital to get checked out, gets discharged from the hospital, takes two steps out the door, and gets hit, hit again. That's basically what it has felt like, that him making this decision not once but twice. And, you know...
1: We How did somebody talking, not
0: chew him out for this?
1: We were talking about AJ Pollock being the leadoff hitter, and I was, like, just... Looking at on base, right? LJ, isn't like the old school thing? You want your like the guy with the high batting average to be hitting leadoff? You would think, right? You either
0: want the fastest guy or the highest batting average.
1: Which is, is not even close for AJ Pollock. No. So whatever he sees in hitting AJ Pollock leadoff, to go righty, 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 switch, right, 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 for the whole lineup, because you have one lefty on your whole roster...
0: He is at max on the base path. One, two, three, fourth fastest. That's the highest I could put him. And
1: that's just like based on stolen bases. That's too. based on stolen
0: bases and me giving the ticket to Josh Harrison because he's Josh Harrison. Like Josh Harrison's old. Um... I know he's old, but you're acting like Jake. You're acting like AJ Pollock isn't almost flirting with thirty-five.
1: No. Like, <laughs> wait, hold on. I can pull up White Sox sprint speed right here. Would He's you good. say he was the fourth or fat?
0: I would say at max, I'm giving him the fifth. Like, that's the very highest okay. I can see him being on this group.
1: With a minimum of 10 opportunities. Okay.
0: Wait, actually, can I Yeah. take that back? Take it to six.
1: Okay. Number one is Adam Angle at 29.1.
0: Okay. That makes sense. 11 stolen bases. Seven season. bolts. Seven bolts. Two home runs as well.
1: Okay, so this At is sprint 30. speed. This is sprint speed, which is feet per second, not home plate to first base. Correct. Number two, Leary Garcia. Okay, four bolts this year. Has the fastest home plate to first base on the team.
0: All right, I also forgot about the IL, and that makes things very different here. Number three. So Yeah, we're talking about maybe eighth now. Okay. I'm going to just spitballing here, but that's a guy that I had not had in my calculation.
1: Number three is Tim Anderson another guy 29 bolts this year um he has the third fastest home to first on the team fourth is Luis robert eight bolts fifth is jake berger with no bolts sixth is a.j pollock a.j pollock 27.6 sprint speed which puts him in i'm gonna assume like 70th percentile when it loads, baseball savant, hello. Well, no. 59th ninth percentile sprint speed, but that's not even the point. It's just the point that Tony Larusa is a terrible manager.
0: I played devil's advocate here. Didn't we just name him as the second fastest active player, or did I get that wrong? Who? Or I'm sorry, Adam Engel. Adam Engel. You're starting. You're choosing to start AJ Pollock over Adam Engel but i don't know generally he's the third guy and of the starters he's the second fastest. i would guy. just
1: stick Luis robert at leadoff i would and call too but if,
0: i would too but if you don't want your best hitter hitting lead off then that's not that bad a decision
1: is Luis robert your best hitter there's a jose Abreu this year or has it always been jose it's Abreu? always been
0: jose Abreu, but the general consensus but he's
1: always a cleanup hitter he's always hit yeah. cleanup that's the thing
0: and also the general consensus is that he's the best player on the team. So he's right. going to get that respect yeah. this is really more than what I meant.
1: All right. Well, we both had the Cardinals at six. Um, I moved them up a spot from last week because of the Padres. Um, top five time? Top five time. Number five, I have the Yankees. I moved them down a spot. They got a very desperately needed win yesterday. Uh, I think it was four to two over the Blue Jays. Andrew Benintendi's first homer as a Yank. Um, we had it, it lost. It jumped his
0: OPS plus twenty points.
1: We had lost five out of six in in the week before that, and fourteen out of seventeen games coming into that game. Um, we're five and fourteen in August, and don't know if you saw what Aaron Boone did in the in the post game press conference the other day, but he slammed the table in anger really setting that tone oh he slammed it so hard that the water bottle jumped up but then also landed like it levitated for a minute he hit the table so hard that the water
0: he tried to run away
1: it did um but yeah yankees at five i moved them back a spot um and lj you have the same
0: yeah let's start right here i'm going to push a little bit in terms of how desperate this is Yes it was most needed. It does absolutely nothing to affect my feelings about the weekend. From their standpoint.
1: Yeah, no, no, like, no, no. This, no, this no, is a constant
0: no. this is a constant battle where, you know, you go into every series and you skimp by one long game and still lose the series? No, yeah. Once you've done that 3 3 now 4 or 5 times in a row, it feels like sweeps.
1: And, and we have gotten swept in that like, stretch also. It's, it's like what you're forgetting. Yeah. It's not like we are winning a game in all of these series. Like, no. When you lose 14 out of 17 games, there is a sweep somewhere in there. Like, Physically, can, and mathematically, it yeah. has to be at least two. It's just... It, uh, Look, we're in... LJ, we're not going to act like... You can go and listen to all the episodes last year... It's been the same thing year after year, and it all stems back to who's building these teams, and it's Brian Cashman, and I'm going to leave it at that. And all you have to know, LJ, about how the fan base feels is that when Hal Steinbrenner got introduced on Paul O'Neill Jersey Retirement Day, the fans booed him. The owner of the New York Yankees, a team that is in first place in the division, is 100% hundred percent going to make the playoffs, probably going to win the AL East, anyways. Is still booing their owner because LJ is this the best incompetent team you've ever seen?
0: Yeah, because they've handed like they've handed the uh,
1: keys to a Ferrari
0: to the guy who only likes to drive ship boxes. Like he he was handed. So many good prospects, and so many. This is He's not, been
1: handed this franchise for 20 years. Yes. <laughs> like.
0: So many good, great players over that time period. But let's focus just in since 2017, in which not only has he had great prospects, a great farm system, not only has he had great young players on the team, not only has he had great veterans on these teams, but there have been not one, not two, maybe. I would say there's probably been like three times over the last. What is it now? Five, five years, years, five six years, where he has had one need, or like, there's always other needs, but one need that would have major impact. Most teams have to go out and get a couple things to make themselves clear playoff World Series favorites. This team has had one thing that's been necessary, and they always manage to not go out and get that one thing. I and guess, time again. And you it,
1: don't know what. I try explaining this to people What the team would look like If we signed Harper or Manny Machado In that offseason Well, I don't think there was ever a chance of us getting both But the fact that we didn't get either of them Bryce Harper on the Yankees And that probably would have made LJ like Bryce Harper a lot less So I guess it's better that he went to the Phillies for that aspect
0: Could you imagine if Machado went to the Yankees though?
1: (laughs) Oh my god (laughs) I would love the him. Abuse, you would hate him. <laughs> the
0: abuse that would come at that point would be terrible.
1: But but no, it's just Cashman always comes up with the second choice, a backup plan, the backup plan to the backup plan. And then you get stuck in situations like Joey Gallo, like um, the Earls Chapman contract, like so many other things. That could have been easily avoided if you just went with the top choice because we are the New York Yankees. Probably the most value a top 10 valued sports franchise in the world. And I'm willing to put us up against some big soccer clubs when I'm saying that.
0: No, oh, it physically are one of the yeah. top three.
1: I would have to assume that the Cowboys or uh, Manchester United are no, number I think one.
0: Have... Hold on, I'll find out. Um,. But let's also talk about the fact that, you know, they had direction and they've moved on from those directions a million times. Whatever happened to the days where this was a. They were building Super Bowl pens? You know? I Who just. Had that you know, stretch? I
1: think Cashman threw that idea out the window because Which he saw so that dumb. it. Well, no, because he saw. It was smart to win regular season games, but look at what's happened with the Rays in the playoffs to the Super Bowl pen. You need. Those two top-of-the-line starters, and we never had that. But Brandon, we Brandon, you're the
0: New York Yankees. You could have both.
1: I know, but we chose not to, LJ. That's the point. We chose not to. We but chose gotten not gotten the to. Second,
0: you haven't gotten that second starter, either. It took you three years to get the first one. Um, I pulled up Forbes. It's not getting to the actual it's stuff. Supposed to,
1: it was always supposed to it's be seven. LJ.
0: Cowboys, Yankees, Knicks, Barca.
1: The, oh, well, yeah, I and guess then Madrid
0: the after so that's the top five.
1: But the but the thing with the Knicks is like ninety five percent of that is just because of MSG. Like yeah, the other five percent is the actual team, and the, it's like oh.
0: You could make the argument that Billy Joel provides more value to the Knicks than the Knicks provide to the Knicks.
1: Oh yeah, dude, I'm sure Billy Joel, Billy Joel, Billy Joel and James Dolan are best friends because. He's played in there how many times? Like a hundred times at MSG. It's the only
0: sellout at <laughs> MSG.
1: And to be James Dolan and to own MSG and all that, you oh, you gotta love Billy Joel, absolutely. Um, but yeah, yeah enough yeah. with the Yankees. Look probably. at it, Look
0: at the bright way. I had another point that I cannot remember based on what we were talking about before. But yeah, you had it's so many opportunities. But look, look at the bright side. It's Oris Bear Mug Day in a couple of weeks.
1: Yeah, nice. And Giancarlo's... What oh, the hell
0: is the Oris Bear is more like my question. Also, Why um, do we care?
1: Scott Efros to the IL. Um, I want to kill myself because of that. That sucks. He's been our highest leverage reliever because we have no Clay Holmes. We have no Oh, that was the Michael point I was going to make. No Albert Abreu now. Oh, by the way, Albert Abreu to the IL, and then we did the unthinkable, LJ. We DFA'd him. Oh, really? We D... De- it's only the third time that, that we've uh, DFA'd him, LJ, you know, but those first two times wasn't enough evidence. Steven Ridings on the IL, of course, Mike King out for the year, Clay Holmes, Chad Green, Efros, Miguel Castro, Zach Britton, Albert Abreu, a full bullpen worth of guys is on the IL. Yet we've still put together quite the squad, which now includes Luke Bard, which we got from the Rays. Um, Ron Marinaccio's backup, couldn't Clark Schmidt's backup. Bard. No, we couldn't get Daniel Bard, but we got Luke Bard. I don't know much about Luke Bard. He was a first-round pick, apparently. So, um,
0: but my point about that I was going back to was about this the Super Bowl pen stuff because all of a sudden, you know, I feel like his identity. Cashman's identity has changed a million times, where it went from, him he's this guy who built these great farm systems back a couple of years ago, that's what everyone became hyper-fixated on, to, oh, this is the guy who's really diving into the modern stuff, he's building these Super Bowl pens, to, oh, he's finding such great value on these guys, on these Pittsburgh guys and all these uh, unknown relievers that he brings you in. forgot
1: about the uh where it was let's try to just get as many home runs on our team as possible Great. that was like the 2019 era where it was like we're gonna go as much into the bullpen as we can not as good as the last few years but a really good bullpen and then we're just gonna hit as many home runs as we possibly can um and we don't care about anything else we're just gonna mash
0: can you imagine if they did all the same things they did, you know, you go out, you find Clay Holmes, guys like that, continue to find these value picks, but then also brought in Rossell Iglesias,
1: or any reliever. Also
0: brought in Andrew Chafin, Mark Melanson. Honestly, Mark Melanson works
1: so Dude, well. Anyone. Look, but I like North our right North is
0: a brilliant place for Mark Melanson. I like today. our
1: bullpen right now. Honestly, I I think that. When you're looking at it a twenty, like if you're looking at twenty twenty three, LJ, look at the guys. Are we already
0: giving up on a World Series? No, no, this no, no, year? no,
1: no, no. But I'm just saying in general because baseball is so much about building for the future. Look at all the guys that I just listed on the IL that have pitched legit high leverage innings for the Yankees, and then look at the guys on our team. Right now, who have pitched high leverage guys, we're gonna have so many different guys to use. The whole roster construction thing for next year fascinates me because you have we've never had this many, I guess, relievers hurt at the same time. We've had a lot of players hurt at once, but it was kind of all spread out to just have one position getting annihilated with injuries with so many good guys. And then you have other guys who have really shown up in big spots. Jonathan Lewisiga got the hold last night. Trevino, or I mean on Sunday, Trevino um pitched amazing. That's Lou Trevino. Um Chapman has looked alright lately. Wandy Peralta's pitched big innings for us. I and everyone knows how much I love Ron Maronachio and Clark Schmidt. The Super Bullpen could be back before you know it and it's just not going to be with any money spent that's what i'll say
0: um braves are both of our number four yep um they look good
1: two out of three from the astros two out of three
0: from the astros we talked a lot about them yesterday yeah because you know we don't have to rehash their six-man rotation and how it's probably the maybe it's not the most talented six-man rotation But it's the best served by the six-man rotation.
1: And when you throw Ian Anderson in, they by far have the best top seven starters in the league. If you're going based on, if you look at every team's top seven, top to bottom, I think it's the Braves. Really? Yeah.
0: I'm going to give you another chance to think on that.
1: Oh, Mets maybe?
0: I'm going to give you a third chance to think on that. Yes. Yes.
1: Oh, yeah, I forgot about it's Dustin May. It's not Yeah, 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 never you mind, have... never mind, never mind.
0: Julio Arias, Tony Gonsolin, Andrew Walker, Tyler Bueller. Anderson, Dustin May. David Price is still in this bullpen and pitching quite well, so he mm. can always still get in there. And you'd even throw in Walker, Walker. I haven't gotten to the IL. I haven't gotten to the IL. <laughs> Walker <laughs> Bueller, Clayton Kershaw, Danny Duffy.
1: Yeah, never I mind. Refuse I refuse to will, let anyone forget about not. Danny Duffy's existence. That was a big and slip and He up. deserves a okay. ring um braves have won 11 of 13 um and how about a combined 176 era from max Fried, kyle wright charlie moore and spencer strider over the past week so that's four pitchers combining for a sub two era um vaughn grisham has looked really good since getting called up straight from double a yankees take he
0: notes he's trump
1: yeah spelled differently it's, so, it's Trent Grisham. This is Grissom. Vaughn Grissom.
0: Gotcha. Gotcha. Um, yeah. yeah, So that's about all we have. I have on the Braves. Astros continue to be good. Look, I'm just going to talk about this in the context of the top three, and then we can go through the couple of sure. We've got, um, well, Judge hit 47. We missed that headline.
1: That was tonight. Yeah, yeah.
0: that was on, on air. On air. Um, <clears throat> Astros, Dodgers two Mets one, is my list here. You know, I can't, you can't talk about the top this top group without it being in reference to the rest of the group. Right, is really my logic here. And what's my difference at this point between the Astros, the Mets, and the Dodgers? As much as this team does have the sixth most runs scored, I feel so much less convinced in this offense. And that's not to say they're bad. They are a very, very talented offense. They're a scary offense. But I feel like there is a level between the Mets, the the Dodgers, and the Astros.
1: I have Mets, three Astros, two Dodgers, one. Mets just, like, I... LJ said, he goes, you're still going Astros over the Mets? After this week, there is no justification to move the Mets up at, at this point. Um... Of course, they win yesterday against the Phillies, thanks to the Phillies blowing it, but a win is a win. But still, they lost 3 out of 4 to the Braves to start the week, and then 2 out of 3 to the Phillies. That's just not a good week, so I I, I had to keep them at 3. Astros at 2. Of course they go three and four this week, but I I just feel like that the Astros week was better than what the Mets had. And I'm the Mets need to show me something a little more for me to move them up above the Astros. As for the Dodgers one, I mean they've won like thirty-seven of their last forty-five games. They're the hottest team in the league right now by far. They're about to be fifty games over five hundred in a few days, and have a legitimate chance of getting to that 110 win mark um they're on pace for 113 so this is just i can't justify having the top three any other way than dodgers astros mets right now
0: all right well let's run through our two headlines remaining starting with the mets with a strikeout of Aaron Judge in the first inning, Max Scherzer passes Pedro Martinez for 13th all time in the strikeouts Ooh, list.
1: that's quite the name to pass.
0: So congratulations! Yeah, I mean this is still, really cool. I think he's gonna probably look at this as probably one of his worst starts of the season because he hasn't had bad starts.
1: And yeah, because he's a maniac.
0: And is he about to hit two? let like, two out?
1: He did not It was a, that was that was a, a ground rule double. double.
0: Um. Either way, no, he's gonna look at this. I don't think
1: he's IKF, gonna... no way. Oh this baby. Is, is oh ball,
0: baby. This is the second
1: ball IKF has put out of the stadium this year. Dude, he just pieced up Max Scherzer. He that's does that's the stadium. hardest contact he's had all year. And he's hit home It run. actually might be, yeah. Well he had he, he has hit a, a, home, run, a yeah. home run. yeah.
2: Is, again
0: I said this is the second ball to leave. A Stadium This Season by Isaiah Kinderfluff.
1: And what's funny, I was watching the spring training game, the at bat when he went deep, and I was like, Oh, like I didn't know this guy has a little pop. Boy could I have been more wrong with that. Oh Um But
0: yeah, so I I wouldn't be surprised if he doesn't allow more than two runs for the rest of the season. Like that's oh just boy. kind of no that, that's you know what i mean that's dodgers the
1: of... max scherzer is back is what you're saying that's
0: the type of max scherzer situation that's 100 going to happen where he sees this as the big game and the fact that he didn't step up is going to drive this guy crazy
1: well the second um story max muncie and the dodgers agreed to an extension um but when you read into it this is more just like a formality um There was a club option already in place that the Dodgers were pretty much going to pick up.
0: Was it a club option? I thought it was a
1: player. It was a club option for 2023. And they only increased it by $500,000. But it's just considered an extension. And they added a $10 million club option for 2024 with no buyout, which I was surprised by that... There's no buyout on that $10 million club option for 24. But um yeah, you know, he is having a rough season, that's for sure. But he's shown multiple seasons in the past, like multiple full seasons that he can provide a, a lot of value and um
0: when when he provides value, he provides more than a lot of value. Right. And this like is a, a team
1: And, I mean, clearly the Dodgers have faith in him to uh, keep him around. And, like LJ was saying the other day, every move that the Dodgers make is so calculated. And there's a really good reason for why they're making the move, right? Mm -hmm. So, you know, well, also people don't realize teams have their own calculations for war, for waiter runs created plus, every team has their own calculation that's a little different. So they might be looking at players completely differently than we are. And that's what fans need to realize is that, oh, Brian Cashman or uh, Andrew Friedman or Alex Anthopoulos are not going on fan graphs to look at. Stats. They have their own internal database that has way more information than you could ever imagine for stuff like that.
0: Um, yeah, three nothing Yankees right now. As Brandon puts his fist up, Ben Intendi. Benny's swinging the bat. But yeah, I thought it. W- I thought I'd read it was a player option, not a team option. But this makes too much sense. Then, like this, much makes way more sense as a team option yeah. than as a player because. Here you have, you know, Max Muncy gets security with probably way more money than he than he deserves based on his season this year. In mm-hmm. the Dodgers, you know, it's a there's a fairly decent chance that he does bounce back from this. Like looking at how he's played as a Dodger, this is a guy who's still with with LA has a 129 OPS plus and that includes two seasons where he's been below 100.
1: And that makes all the more sense of why they would give that cheap club option for 2024. That's, the whole, that's yes, the whole point of right, this. Yes, yeah.
0: you giving him you're giving him the raise to ensure that he does not see the free agent free agency. Yeah, that's the whole point of this because
1: just a smart move.
0: If you're the if you're the Dodgers, you know, especially as we start moving, I think the farther we move from the CBA, the more money could get spent, and that's well, gonna
1: this. Luxury tax thresholds increase oh, yes, every year. Course. So, so yeah, you're but, absolutely like, right I think there.
0: He, I think even based, you know, looking past that... Relative I think team, to that, yeah. Relative to that, teams are going to be willing to spend more now getting out of the chaos that was this year. Right. And so, you know, if you can avoid a guy like this, a guy who can play the entire infield, a guy who can play very, very well at a lot of stretches in time, if he goes back and has another 130 OPS plus season, you're not going to be able to get him for even the $13 Like, it's not going to be close. So you are saving yourself so much money down the line.
1: And not to mention that the Dodgers are the team that turned him around. I mean, they, they picked him up when literally no one else was willing to give him a chance, and for good reason. He showed nothing in the MLB that a team could look at in the in like those 90 something games that he had with Oakland there was nothing to impress really anyone um but the Dodgers clearly saw something and they've extracted so much value um out of out of him and you know I'm still surprised to see a 105 weighted to runs creative plus and a 1.5 war I really thought I mean you're looking at a 190 batting average but the on-base percentage, he's hes drawing a lot of walks. He's actually walking more than he has the last two seasons. So if there was a year for him to, you know, kind of that average to dip, he is striking out a lot. But you look back to previous years and he has struck out at this rate or even higher. So just a really smart move by the Dodgers here and something that, like, not a lot of people are going to dig deep into. But... You're absolutely right, LJ. This move is made so that he doesn't hit free agency and leave the Dodgers for nothing, because you never know. He could potentially, in a few years, when you're looking at his age 33 season, um, in a few, in a you know, in a few years, you could trade him, right? Like
0: the the floor for this guy, I, I joke, but the floor for this guy, knowing how the Dodgers work, is an All Star reliever. Like They'll be able to at least trade him for a guy who's going to all of a sudden become some terrific player for them down the line. That's kind of the way it feels with all of these, especially when they move away major league pieces.
1: I mean, I I would take a guy who can play first, second, and third and gets on base above average. I, I'll i take that. But all right. That's going to do it for our last in-person episode, um, probably of the season. Um if we if we get yeah, is, home Is it about to be 4 yeah. nothing
0: or 5 nothing? No.
1: Was that two straight fly balls to the warning track there um to end the inning?
0: Yeah, I think you got to you got to start warming guys up here if you're the Mets. You can't let this get out of hand. This is your game to win.
1: Well, all right. Thank you for listening. It's been a pleasure, LJ, as always, to do these in-person episodes. Hopefully there we will be able to coordinate one before the season's over, but Nonetheless, we will return to Zoom, which is just as good. Um, And yeah, follow us, all the social medias,
2: and we'll see you.